Hello, hello, and welcome to the Knowing Part podcast. I got uh, Mike to my left. Yo. Okay. I got Angelo to my right. Okay. And Ralph to my far right. That was that was nostalgic. Yeah. And I'm I miss I'm, that. I'm I'm the timekeeper who's been, who's been failing miserably <laughs> at my job in the past <laughs> past uh, four episodes. Let me see if you, I could get it right today. You had one job. One job. <laughs> one hour and forty five minutes of you guys. You had one job. Arguing man. about the Bible. No, 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 Listen, listen. Yeah. I like to give some credit where credit is due. Marcus does a great job at whatever it is he does here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious though. Yo, Just, how long have we been doing this? This guy stood up. What did you do again? <laughs> Without Marcus keeping us on pace, man, we'd be all over the place. So you just being humble. Oh, man. Made yeah, you sound like yeah. Tommy from. <laughs> you ain't got no job. <laughs> You know I work over there. You know the I work over there in that big white building. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, guys? How you doing? Chilling, baby. Yeah. Yo, man. It is what it is, right? Yeah, baby. It's another day. Beautiful day. Sun is Beautiful. out. Yeah. The weather's Brooklyn nice. In the house, baby. You know when you ain't got nothing to say. Brooklyn. Oh, the weather's nice. BK all day. <laughs> we got to work on our monologue. Yo, you... uh. You proud to be from Brooklyn? Proud? Yeah. yeah. I rep Why? Brooklyn all day, every day. So. Yeah, because you be going hard for Brooklyn. Why you go so hard for Brooklyn? Why I go so hard for Brooklyn? That's where I was born, baby. Born and raised. That's it? Yo, Brooklyn is dope. So, like, There's people that will, they hate where they're from. There's people that that's dying to get out of their city, their state, their country. They're dying. They can't wait to go somewhere else. They can't wait to come to Brooklyn. <laughs> That's why nah, I want to nah, say. On the real though, like Brooklyn is just I, you. There's a swag. There's just something. There's a mentality that you know we good. Like it's just it's always been like that. And I guess until, unless you've been here, born and raised, and you've you experienced it, you don't really understand how it is. But it's just different. Mm. My yeah. wife would beg to differ. <laughs> she yeah, hates my wife Brooklyn. also. <laughs> you don't like Brooklyn? What? They both hate Brooklyn. Oh yeah, hate my wife Brooklyn. hates Brooklyn. What? She was the new, born here? the new Brooklyn or the old Brooklyn? Your mom was just burn down period? Brooklyn. She burned down all. Yo, your wife was born. She was born. <laughs> How long in Brooklyn? had she felt like that? Her whole so, life. Her I, whole she whole wasn't born in Brooklyn? Brooklyn. That's the thing. The whole time she's been in Brooklyn. Nah, maybe not the whole time. Oh, okay. It, it I mean, the new point. Brooklyn is. Fun. I mean, the new anything in the United States is. Uh... No, yeah, 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 we crazy now. <laughs> yeah. But you know, after a while, it wears you. Not partic- not particularly Brooklyn, but just the city. It wears you down. Yo, as I, was, I get older, I'm starting to be like, ah. you know what? I was talking to somebody, and I'm like, yo, B, I don't think human beings were meant to live in cities. No, I don't, nah, think, I don't so think so. I don't think we were meant to live on top of each other, buildings nah. with twenty, you know what I mean? The projects. That's not how human beings were meant to be packed in like sardines. Though. I agree. I agree. I think yeah. human beings were meant to have space. You know what I mean? Have like their back, own. Yeah. Like back in the days, I was, you know, Ange, like, yo, Brooklyn, city, da, da, da. Yeah. Dog, as you get older, yeah. You, yeah. I'm more conscious of the, the weariness of oh, the yeah. city life. Yeah, you know, same traveling, the subway, you, the people, that's, that's energy. Because you slow down, as right. you know what I mean? As you World get older, up, you yeah. slow down, bro. And like, just the hustle and bustle. 
That's don't a young get me man's wrong. Game. That's don't a young get me man's wrong. Game. I don't but, think I want to be here forever. <laughs> but right. I'm saying I'm proud to be a Brooklynite. Proud that I was. Yeah, born yeah, that's what I meant. That's, that's what I meant. No, yeah, I agree with you. But do I want to be on some? place like you said where there's land and everything is slow i think so no i think no it's true because I, I feel like brooklyn is a unique borough it is out of out of all the boroughs out of all the cities i've been to and i've been through a lot of different places brooklyn is unique in terms of like the culture you know it's really like a melting pot where you see all different cultures you can find Word. any type of food anything. indian asian you know i mean you there's not too many places that you can go to where you can find that diversity mm-hmm. um you know, and the different timelines that we've been through growing up in the 80s, we've seen the change, the 90s, you know, yeah. the polo era, you know, the rap music, all this mm. stuff. Like, Brooklyn was at the forefront. So, mm. I don't know. I think that's why I like it. But like you said, as you get older, you yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you slow you down. Slow down yeah. Because, you know, every time the city talks, especially in the scriptures, whenever the city is brought up, it's always brought up in a negative connotation. And that's what I, that's why I said what Tower I said. Tower of Babel, that was a city. Yeah. You know, that was, that, you, you know, know what I'm saying? What was it? Lamech, was Lamech the one that built the city? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, and you know, Cain like anytime you that, see yeah. when it's, just, and that's why I said, I don't think it was, human beings were meant to live like that because with that always comes just. And you see, yeah. you see the cities and you know, when I travel and I'm driving, I'm like, yo, there's so much available land. Right. Yeah. So there's enough land for everybody to have Word up. a little a little slab. Mm. Right. But everybody's on top of each other. Everybody's on top of each yeah. other. That's Amen. how it is right now. I mean, I, I get th- the cities, but there's something about it. The cities is where it, cities is, it just attracts the debauchery, B. It attracts yeah. the, you know what I mean? Like, when you think about cities, you think about, you know, um, theater, think about you know music you think about just festivals you just think about people coming together and you read the scriptures you know when people come together they always crafty man <laughs> and, 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 the, yeah. and the and the plan always kind of progressed to right. being their own god being boastful being high being mighty and kind of forgetting god so the know? thing is when you think about the nature of of man right yeah nature being sinful and rebellion to God and then you get a whole bunch of them together in the right. same space. Yeah. Unless God is is in the midst of it, right. nothing good is gonna come out of it. Right. And I think when you look at the cities, if you look at violence, drugs, right. and yes, all those right. things it's always in the city. It's more prevalent in those areas than, you know, more ro- ro- they have their problems. Right. Right. But Statistically, where am I gonna pick up a shot first at? In the city. If you're if you're right. really being honest and truthful, you know, I might there's there's statistically, you know, there's a greater chance of me getting attacked, robbed in the city environment than in a rural, <laughs> more suburban, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I think. I, I don't know yeah, the statistic I mean, offhand, yeah. I could be talking crap, but listen, the nature of man is bad and when like you put it. Bad, a lot of bad. Yeah, together. You, your ingredients of just badness. Bad, bad, <laughs> badness. Badness. <laughs> you, the result. The result ain't gonna, gonna be good. So, like, not, even yeah. though, like you said, man is, you know, the nature of man ain't good. But if you kind of spread them out, yeah. it's kind of harder for them. You gotta to, work. You gotta work a little harder. You gotta work for a little madness. harder, right? right. You, you gotta, gotta work a little. Damn, that's too far. Let me do the madness over here. Work it up. Let me. Let me. 
smoke the crack by myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't influence my I can't, neighbor. Yeah. I can't influence. Right, right, no, right. no, you're too far. You right, know what? Right, right, right. I'll just smoke the crack. <laughs> and I won't distribute it to the whole community and destroy the community. But again, I'm saying it happens everywhere. But there's a difference between the city. Yeah, because you, you know, look at the just, cities in America, dog. It's, yeah, but you know, that was just... Well, that was, that's that was, a, that's a nice little that was intro. A great impromptu, a great impromptu. Yeah, um, to what we doing next? City. We just <laughs> we appreciate Brooklyn. We love Brooklyn. Yeah, we love Brooklyn, dog. Um, yeah, we, we left off. We left off chapter. chapter t- finished chapter two yeah. last week. We in chapter three now. Let's get into chapter three. <clears throat> and just so the the people know, you got, there's gonna be some good news soon. All right, soon enough. But right now, it's the bad news. That we've been talking about, man. Mm. So last week, the bad news was directed at the, the Jewish Jews. people, mm-hmm. right? Talking mm-hmm. about um, the pride in their race, the pride in their religion, um, you know, the um, special privilege that they have with God. And Paul kind of laid out the fact that they didn't do anything with it, right? The the light that they receive, mm. it didn't change them on the inside, right? So he he kind of bought the law, right? And and how you boast in it, and how you're you're supposed to be a guide to the light. You're supposed to be a, a teaching wisdom to children. You know, you were supposed to do all these things, but you ended up blaspheming the name of God to everybody else. You did that mm-hmm. exact opposite. Mm-hmm. And then after that, he also got into the um, the ritual part of it, right. right? Talking about circumcision. And, you know, you're missing the whole point of circumcision because it's supposed to validate something that happens inside of you. Mm-hmm. That circumcision is a sign. Right. Right. God is not into just doing things that mean nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. It has to be attached to the obedience part of it. So he he came at them with with that. And again, if we're looking at the courtroom type setting, he just proved that they're guilty. So now we got the the heathens, y'all guilty. We got the moralists, which the includes Jews and Gentiles, y'all guilty. And then he hit the Gentiles, I mean the, the Jews, Jews. Yeah. yo, y'all guilty, right? Yep. So now as we go into um, chapter three, you know, after going through this section from 17 to 27, the natural question, which Paul opens up and has this diatribe, you know, between him and um, like an opponent. Right. He opens it up with the question, then, what advantage has the Jew? Uh-huh. All right? Because he just he just finished breaking down, like, yo, all of this, da-da-da-da. All right, so now the question is like, yo, if that's the case, then what's the advantage of being a Jew? All right? So, Paul, yeah. you know, he kind of opens up with that in chapter three. So, we could read um, one to four. What advantage then has the Jew, or what is the profit of circumcision? Much in every way, chiefly because to them were committed the oracles of God. For what if some did not believe? Will their unbelief make the faithfulness of God without effect? Certainly not. Indeed, 
Let God be true, but every man a liar, as it is written, that you may be justified in your words and may overcome when you are judged. Mm -hmm. So like I was saying, the natural question is like, all right, so what's the point of this, you know, this lineage that we have and what's the point of circumcision? Mm -hmm. All right. Why are we going? What's, what's all that for? What's the advantage? So then it doesn't mean anything. And Paul, you know, that's the critic or that's the opponent. And Paul was like, no, there's tons of advantages. But the chief among them is the fact that, dog, to the nation of Israel was committed the oracles of God. And I mentioned last week, like, you guys had a general, the nation of Israel got a general outline of the will of God. That's the advantage they had yeah. as a nation above every other nation. So, yes, there is an advantage. That's what Paul is saying. And he names the chief advantage of that. Right. I mean, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, bro, the nation of Israel had a genuine relationship with God. You know, God spoke to them. They got to speak to God. You know what I mean? God mm -hmm. gave them his, his, his oracles and his will, like Marcus just said. Dude, that's a tremendous head start on everyone else. And not only that, but they were chosen to be the blessing that would eventually bless the entire world. Mm -hmm. So for them not to appreciate that, you know, is is something that, you know, is a little bit disheartening to me because right. having a relationship with God is so special. Mm -hmm. And as Christians, we have a head start over those who don't have a relationship with God. We want everyone to have a relationship with God, but the Jews weren't thinking like that. The Jews wanted God for themselves. They want, they thought having that relationship elevated them over people where us as genuine believers, we want everyone inside of this family, which is why we talk about the gospel all the time. Right. And, and, you know, and that's the phenomenal thing. Like there, like you say, and I fully agree, there's tremendous advantage. And then, and if you just outline some of the advantages is that we see a nation that was not a nation. It started with one man, Abraham, you know, then Isaac, you know, and then you had Jacob and then you had the, you know, the, the patriarchs, the 12 tribes, and they were nobody. Then they were taken into Egypt, into captivity. They became a nation. And then from that nation under captivity, they saw the Red Sea parted. God delivered them. And in that deliverance, they were taken into Mount Sinai where they saw the work of God, where Moses witnessed the burning bush, where he saw and like encountered God and was able to communicate with him, where they was able to build the tabernacle, you know, and the handwriting of God wrote the Ten Commandments right before them was given to them. They saw the pillar of cloud before them, the pillar of fire at night. Like this is a tremendous amount of things and not only like not they were given all of this information exactly like marcus said is that yo the will of god was revealed to them so now in the beginning we saw creation and then we saw consciousness right just man's conscious um, um it, uh you know bearing witness to them and then now we're seeing the law of god which was given unto the jews right and now they understood not only was there a god but then he gave them the origin of man the meaning of life, morality, mm -hmm. and now he he related him the destiny where you heading the plan of man. So now you got his character, right? What he's about and his will 
and the plan of man and not just man it's the entire humanity you got all this revealed and what's even more phenomenal why is it and i think about the essenes like what we hold in our hands right over two thousand years of recorded history yo this was almost considered lost the essenes thought that this was so amazing that just to write the name of God, they had to what go wash themselves like what several times before they even wrote God. If they made a mistake, they would have to throw that copy out and restart. And they kept a perfect record for us today. Mm-hmm. Through God working through these eight scenes, this was during the that period that four hundred years, you know, before Christ came on the scene, they kept our the Old Testament pristine and perfect the way God related. You know, through Moses and the prophets. And they just kept on rewriting, kept on rewriting it so that all of humanity can understand the character of God, the mm-hmm. will of God, and the plan for man. Mm-hmm. It was kept perfectly. So, Jew, you do have an advantage. Yep. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm like, like you said, man, they, they're the ones who... What they had in possession is the only thing that's not going to fade away mm. in this world. Mm. You know, they had the, you know, the word of God is the most precious thing in this world. You know, like where it says heaven and earth is going to fade away, but the word of God is still going to be here. Amen. And they possess that, you know, and they, they were responsible for sharing that and teaching that to everybody else. And, you know, that's the advantage. You know, it was not like you said, it was, it was given to them. You know, it was given to them. So they had like first dibs on this information, you know, the word of God, how God felt about things, how God saw things. Mm. You think you think about the Bible, the Bible has prophecy in it, you know, so, you mm. know, things that were the things that were uh, not seen by man, things that's only seen by God. You know, they had they they were they they had that in their possession. And that's how I think I think like you had you was you, you know, you you was um. You was in charge and you had in your possession the most prized thing in this world, B. There's nothing more sacred. There's nothing more important than the word of God. And they mm. possess that. Mm. I mean, it echoes back to John, right? In the beginning was the word. Mm. The word was with God. Mm-hmm. The word was God. You know, go back to Genesis. God speaking, right? His word. So, you know, they they had that. They they God revealed himself to the nation of Israel, mm-hmm. right? So now, you know. Paul is like, yo, that's the chief among the many advantages, right? He kind of yeah. highlights that yeah. one thing, the oracles that God reveals to you guys. So now the detractor comes back and he was like, all right, you know, you just blasted us. Because <laughs> remember, he's continuing from ch- the end of chapter two. Yeah. So now his thing is like, yo, okay, we failed miserably. So now what? What if some people messed up? What if some people don't believe? Is God still going to keep his promises, right. right? So it says, for what if some did not believe? Will their unbelief make the faithfulness of God without effect? So, you know, we went through Genesis and how God made his covenant with Abraham. And we read the section where, you know, in that culture, they had this ritual that they would go through to kind of confirm this covenant. Mm-hmm. But we read how, you know, Abraham, he was in this deep sleep and God committed to this promise based on himself, based right. on who he is. Mm-hmm. So he was like, yo, this promise being fulfilled is dependent on me, right? So yeah. I, I think this detractor, yeah. his question is kind of 
talking about that. He was like, all right, yeah, 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 we're, we're the worst. We messed up. So does that mean because we mess up that, you know, God is going to go back on his promise, mm. you know? And, you know, Paul answers that and says, and I feel like Paul, this diatribe, he's kind of hitting things that you guys heard. You right. hear these things. You, you hear, hear people yeah. talking you about hear these people arguments. Talking. Yep. And he's answering it yep. with this. And um, Paul says, uh, no. Certainly no. not. Certainly not. Absolutely not. Word up. Right? That's You shouldn't even be thinking of that because he said, let God be true, but every man a liar. Right? Mm -hmm. Whenever you... Listen, whenever you're in a situation where <laughs> it's a question between what God says and what man says, Yo. proceed on the basis that the man is a liar. Every time. That's what Paul... Basically, that's what Paul is saying. Every time. Listen, when you're hearing man talking about gender and you get confused, Every believe time. what God says, because he mm -hmm. speaks about that in Genesis. Every mm -hmm. time. When, you, yeah. when you're in a situation where you're hearing man talking about creation and how the universe and everything can come into play and you're confused, <laughs> go on the basis that that man is a liar and God is true. That's what Paul is saying. That's the basis. He's like, yo, that's the basis you should operate on. Right. Default. Every man is a liar. <laughs> yo, dog. Yo, be every time. Every man every is time. a liar. No, not that he don't know. Not that he don't know. He's confused. No, no dog. he's a liar. <laughs> yo. Yo, look at me. I want y'all to look at me when I say it, dog. <laughs> not that he don't know or he's confused. That's not what Paul is saying, B. That man is a liar. That's how you operate. That's how you operate. With the word <laughs> of God. The and, with the word that's of God it. and with the word of man. If that's God it. say something and man say something, you look at that you man you're like God. a dog. Not, no, you know what you just said. You a liar. <laughs> mm. what, 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 what Marcus always say? You a liar. He's a liar. He's a liar. Dog. That's how you proceed. Yeah. Facts. It, and that's it. the argument, right? right. You're, you're pretty much questioning God's integrity, right? Mm. When you really think about the question, yo. Oh, I like, I, I like and where you're going. And th I was sitting there and I, I like, like- where you going. Yo, <laughs> what like happened last I like where you going. You're questioning God's integrity, mm -hmm. right? So, yo, we messed up, da, da, da. Like, no, nah, you know the history. You're <laughs> Jewish. You understand what happened between God and Jake. What are you saying? Because y'all- Cause he's, and, and he's going to go deeper into it, the detractor. Right. He's going to go deeper into it. It's like, no, it's not. God is true. You, and you know what it is? It's because we've seen this story before, and we know the real, we know the real what's going on behind the scenes. John 8, 44, ye of your father the devil, and the mm -hmm. lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Mm. Paul is like, bruh, everything that all of y'all, from the ungodly to the moralist to the Jew, y'all know. But the deeper thing behind it is, dog, it's the devil. It's Satan, B. Because Satan is the father of lies. Mm. 
Anybody who questioned, you'll be from the very beginning what he did with Adam. You thought he que- he he made Eve question if God was telling the truth. Right. Mm. He was keeping something back from you, dog. He's the father of lies. Mm. Lies come from him. So that's what Paul, in the spiritual sense, is like, dog. I've put all of you guys on trial, and all of y'all guys know. But y'all do what y'all do. Y'all suppress. Y'all y'all hypocrites. He called all of them out, and at the end of the day, dog, y'all all liars, be. Man is a liar. That's why I like the way you said, like, you know, when you're really thinking about it, it's like he didn't say, oh, no, they ignorant. They don't. It's like to be, y'all know. Mm. But y'all liars, B. Right. Y'all liars. And that's how you look at just even society now, B. Yeah. Everything you hear. You know how many times I talk to people and they tell me something? I'll be like, why you believe that? Who told you that? <laughs> why you believe that's true? You know what I'm saying? Right, and then after right. a while, you're starting to see more and more on your on your on your social media, on your television, all that. You know what you're starting to realize? Everybody's a liar. Yeah. Right. It ain't even about just you talk about misinformation and dis misinfo- disinformation and all of that. Nah, dog. Y'all all liars. Right. Because they suppress the truth and unrighteousness on, and B. believe Y'all know. The lie. Paul is hashing it out. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know. He's unpacking it. For everybody. <laughs> and then he referenced um, that you may be justified in your words and may, over- and may overcome when you are judged, right? And that's from Psalms uh, 51, 1 through 4 um, with David. Um, listen, when it's, when it's God and man, when you're dealing with God and sinful man, God is always going to be vindicated because yep. he's in the right. He's righteous. He's you know a, what I'm saying? That's like I said. He's a man that he cannot lie, mm. B. It's not even in his nature. It's not in his nature. Right. That's not part of who God is. God is mm-hmm. not a liar. He cannot. That's the thing he cannot do. He cannot mm. lie. Right. You know? You think about everything that God can and cannot do. Dog, the one mm-hmm. thing they said God cannot do is lie. So now when it comes to his word, everything about his word is truth. So anything that is against his word, mm-hmm. dog, it comes from the devil. Because he's the sure. father of lies. Yes. So any man that that is just saying anything that's against the word, the word of God, dog, it's a lie. And, that's and, it. And the crazy thing is, I think you said this before, that the interaction between us and the word is through faith. Right? It's not through this intellectual thing. Right. It's not yeah. being able to understand it all the time. Right. It's great for you to understand it because Paul is kind of giving a deeper understanding of the gospel and the power. Mm-hmm. Right? He's going through that. But it's faith. Yeah. It's not this intellectual exercise. Right. When you got man, sinful man, he tries to break everything down by confusing you with all of these research and all these theses and yo, I did this and this is this. It's like, yo, man, get the hell out of here. God made it simple. <laughs> so now you a liar. Like you you a liar. That's right? it. So now he goes on to say in um <laughs> verse five, but if our unrighteousness demonstrates the righteousness of God, what shall we say? Is God unjust who inflicts wrath? I speak as a man. Certainly not, for then how will God judge the world? I'll stop right Mm. there. So if that's the case, right? If the case is every man's a liar and God will always be vindicated and God will always be right. (laughs) So the fact that we mess up, dog, we making God shine even more. Yep, Mm mm-hmm. That's that's the 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 track. That's the opposition. That's right. why he's kicking. And you see how sneaky and crafty, though. and crafty it is. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, he says, um, 
I speak as a man. Yo, God is. So then, if He punishes me, then God is unjust. Then God because I'm unjust. making Him right. shine. I'm making Him look good. Right. <laughs> so I, I gotta continue doing my man because right. it's just gonna right. Dog, it's just gonna I'm make making God him look, like look good. Glory to God. He's being vindicated. His word is is. I'm proving that His word is true. So then, why is He punishing me? Why is He gonna judge me? Right. right? And then Paul says, "Yo, I'm speaking." The arguments that men have right, and the stuff right. that you hear—that's how I'm coming at you, exactly. right? Paul is, you know, he's, he's going through this diatribe where he's kicking both sides. Right. So you now you see where this guy is going. You see where the yeah. argument is going, right? And then Paul says, "Paul says, um, what, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on that?" No, like exactly what you say when he says, "Is God unjust who inflicts wrath?" It's like yo, the man is saying, "Yo," like you said, "Oh, I'm making God look good if I'm sinning because I'm glorifying." So that means if he just if he does judge me, then he's messed up. Yeah. God, God is, is unjust. unjust. Right, God so, is unjust. So that's now the you're whole, trying to the, turn the, the whole table of the court system now away from the sinner that's in you know the, the seat of defense to the judge and putting him in the seat mm -hmm. of the sinner. You know, and now you turn everybody's eyes on him and say, oh no, he needs to be judged. Mm. So that's how I'm seeing it. They're trying to flip the switch, flip the table mm -hmm. and put God... On the, on, you know, in the defended seat. Yeah, hmm. I mean, the argument seems like they're trying to get out of right of the wrath, right, of right. God's justice, right, by just making it seem as if they're helping God, right, to bring Him glory. So it's just like it's, it's just a sneaky plan. way, right. a sneaky argument, mm. you know, that so, these men are bringing. Yeah, and like and like you referenced from the garden, you're questioning the justice of God. Yep, you're saying God is unjust for what He's doing. Right? Just right. like when the serpent came to yeah. to Eve, like nah, he's hiding from you. He's unjust and what he's it's the same, it's the same, same, the same spirit, lie, same, the same spirit. source, right. right? And that's what he's saying. And Paul is kind of like, um, um, certainly not, right? He's like, yo, that that argument is not even worthy for consider right. consideration. No order because we already everybody confirmed that God is a judge, and he's just, and he's just. That, that's already confirmed back when he was dealing with the moralist right. and um, the, the Jew. Mm -hmm. You who judge, you already agree that um, God's, right? In, in chapter 2, he says, therefore, you, you inexcusable, O men, wherever you judge, for in whatever you judge another, you judge yourself, Right. And he's he kind of like, like, yo, you know you can't escape the judgment of, you acknowledge the judgment of God. Mm -hmm. You acknowledge the wrath of God on sins. You acknowledge all those things. So if you acknowledge those things, you're acknowledging that God is a judge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then if you acknowledge that he's a judge, he has to be just. He has to be right. Because mm. that's the only way he ha he's going to have the ability to judge people. Right. So now he's like, yo, that's not even a worthy argument. Like, why are you questioning that now? You right. agree on all the other stuff. Right. So now you're yeah. being sneaky. You're trying to yeah. You're just trying to wiggle your you're trying, you're trying to, to sneak your way yeah. out. So right. he's just dealing. <laughs> right. He's just dealing with the arguments of those times, and those arguments are the same today. Yo, dog. Yeah. That's why people argue. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And then you got some, you got some nah. I was just again. B. I'm like, you know, this ain't nothing new, man. I believe this all happened in the in the the old realm. No. <laughs> I believe Satan stepped to God, and I think he he hit him with all this. Job, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. He was like, the reason you do this exactly. is because you do That's that. That's the attitude. Therefore, you're unjust. That's the attitude, bro. Right. That's the I, I don't. This ain't nothing new. This comes from the devil, b. Yeah. That's the attitude. That's how he always questioned God in front of all the hosts of heaven. I think this ain't nothing new. This and it's crazy new. how it's persistent right. throughout the ages. It's the same thing. And you know, one of the examples I'm seeing. I mean, I don't know if if it exactly correlates, but the whole time when people say, "Well, God made me this way. Right. He made me gay. Right. So why are you saying that I'm wrong? Why is he judging me because I love a, you know as a man, That's I love another point. man. Yeah. That's a great or, point. Son. Or yeah. you know, a woman. Oh, he made me this way. Mm -hmm. Or the dude that just smashed his choice. Well, I love to smash. Like he gave me this right. desire to be with women, and he wants me to procreate. So I should be able to. Right. smash right. you know All what i'm day. saying right. and you always hear this like he made me this way so how now you're gonna tell me i can't smash mm. right. you know yeah definitely. yeah no that's a good point man so verse seven uh to eight the next two and you want to read for if the truth of god has increased through my lie to his glory why am i also still judged as a sinner and why not say let us do evil that good may come as we are slanderously reported and as some affirm that we say, and this is their condemnation is just. Mm, that's crazy, and, dog. That's yeah. A, that's, that's a that argument is insane. That's insanity, dog. No, that is to get to that point. But it's logical. Yeah, I mean, meaning you yeah, you're yeah, seeing yeah. the logical trend of this opposition guy, right? Right, based on what he said, what he said before, right? If our if if we're making the Lord shine. Then my the yeah, truth yeah. of God increased because of my lie. Of course, right? Yeah, it's logical. Why am I also being judged as a sinner? I'm not a sinner. I'm, I'm actually working to. I'm doing you. what exactly what how God I'm made me to you do. Out, God. I'm helping. I'm helping you out. <laughs> but this Matter of fact, is, I, this is just the. I'm glorifying of, you because yeah. you if, made me this way. If you see it like as a trial. Like this is the defense right here, right? The, 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 he's. Paul is the prosecutor. This is the defense. And lucky as humans, we're not God because if the jury would be thinking like this, you're like, wait a minute. This sounds good. You know who this <laughs> reminds me of, son? You Colin know, Ferguson. <laughs> you see how people, they their own lawyer? <laughs> right. You know when it says whoever has themselves as a lawyer is a fool? Yeah. They their yeah, own yeah. lawyer, B. You know what I mean? It's thank God that Christ is our lawyer. Because, Doug, you as your own lawyer, look at look look at your argument, bro. You a fool. And yeah. You a fool. Right. And Paul crushes them at the end of that verse, right? Mm -hmm. He says their condemnation is just. He doesn't and, even fight back here, right? He's just saying, you know what? I'm not even arguing that point. Yeah. Their condemnation is just. And the, the, the interesting thing is that when, when they're saying this, they're thinking that they're tricking God, saying that, oh, I'm doing this because I want to glorify God. No, you're doing this because you want to satisfy your sinful desires. That's mm. it. That's you want it to is. live in your sin. You want to satisfy that. And what you're trying to do is trying to use it as a justification. Say, oh, I'm glorifying God. No, you're not trying to glorify God. You're glorifying your mm -hmm. flesh. You're glorifying your debased and reprobate mind. Yep. You're this is what you're satisfying. You're not trying to satisfy. It. That's that's almost like saying like a, a, an example. I remember I wrote, I wrote it. It's like, it's like, you know, a, a guy, if I start taking advantage of my wife and, you know, um, and because I'm taking advantage of her, and she's like, you know what? I'm gonna be patient and long suffering until this guy really understands that he's taking advantage of me, and you know, maybe he'll repent and change. Mm -hmm. And then, and I'll say, oh, you know what? I'm helping her out. I'm helping her with patience and long suffering. <laughs> so I'm gonna continue taking advantage of her. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, right, I'm giving yeah. her, you know, more props. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
you know? So, you know, they kind of go into this, trying to form this logical argument. All right, well, let us do evil that good may come. So the goodness of God is being exalted, is, is being shined on, right? And Paul kind of interrupts and say, yo, they, that's how people slander us. They slander mm -hmm. the Christians by saying these things, mm -hmm. right? And um, you could think of an example when you share the gospel, and you tell them, yo, it's the gospel of grace. And if you believe in faith, then the Lord is, you know, righteousness imputed in you. And somebody will say, well, you mean I could go on and sin and do whatever you want? Right, right. I'm like, yo, dog, that's the same argument. And, and like yes. Anne said, yo, Paul is like, yo, if that's how you think, your condemnation, your condemnation is, is well deserved. Right. Dog, yeah. you deserve to spend eternity in hell if that's how you see the grace of God. The grace of God. Yeah. Or if that's how you see the justice of God. Mm -hmm. Like, Doug, you're not fooling anybody. I already dealt with that type of mind in chapter one. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're suppressing the truth. Yep. You're willfully ignoring the truth of God. Mm -hmm. That's why you're coming up with all these arguments. And it's, it, yeah, that's yeah. your evil. That's what it that's is. All it, you're yeah, just trying right. to get the around the fact that you're evil. You're sinful. You're trying to go around it, and you're trying to again, like Ralph said, you're trying to put the blame on God. You're trying to everything. It has to be on God. It has to be on God. You don't want to take no responsibility right. for your actions. Yeah, you when you are. yeah, when you talk about the grace, right? Oh, yeah. well, you don't have to 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 uh, follow the Sabbath. You don't have to. You don't have to. Yo, you guys are. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You they slander. They slander. Paul is like yo. They slander the Christians. Because it seems like, yo, they're cheapening the grace of God yeah. because yeah. you have that liberty. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's crazy how, again, the persistence of the same argument, argument throughout from the beginning right. throughout the history of mankind. So one of the things I also heard is that they were saying that when he said, like, um, uh, as we are slanderously reported and as some affirm that we say that that actually they were saying that about Paul, the literally the Jews and people were saying, oh, yo, Paul is teaching this. This is what he's teaching that you don't need to keep the laws. You don't need to follow God. You could do whatever you want. Right. So, you know, and Paul's like, no, what you've been hearing is not true. Right. You're not understanding the grace. Mm -hmm. So this is the slander that was going on where they were saying mm -hmm. that, yo, he's teaching you don't have to keep the law. I mean, the, the law, he's teaching that you don't have to get circumcised. He's, you know, so, and I mm -hmm. think this is, and it all links up with Galatians about like, you know, so right. he's saying that you can just live the way you want to live. Mm -hmm. So now it goes into uh, verse 9 where he opens up with what then? Based on everything we read, from, yeah, from chapter Paul one, is reaching this conclusion. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's go from uh, 9 to 18. All right. Uh, I'll read. Okay. What then? Are we better than they? Not at all, for we have previously charged both Jews and Greeks that they are all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks after God. They have all turned aside. They have together become unprofitable. There is none who does good, no, not one. Their throat is an open tomb with their tongues. They have practiced deceit. The poison of ass is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. 
their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways, and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. And, 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 and verse 10, it says, there is none righteous, right? There is none, right? Dealing with man, right? Jew and Greek, which basically covers everybody. It covers the heathen, the moralist, the Jew. All are lost. There's not one person that's in the right. <laughs> Case closed. That's it, dog. Mm. I went through all of it. Right. Right? So what then, right? So so again, the, the opposition is like, yo, are we better than they? He's like, no, the Jews, they're not better than the Gentile or the heathen. They don't have an advantage over the heathens. Right. And the Gentiles don't have a disadvantage based on who they are. Right. Everybody is the same. Right? So God. when you say advantage, well, the, we know the law. It says that that was their advantage, right? That was the Jews. That was like that's a privilege. It was a privilege, sort of like a head start. But here, I think I I just like how he's summarizing to the Jewish people because for some reason, obviously, they just thought they were better than everyone. So he's banging them in the head right here and saying, "We are not better than they." And I like how he includes himself. You know how he started this book. Mm. I'm, a, I'm an apostle sent by God, separated mm-hmm. to the gospel. He gave his authority, and he says, I'm not even better than the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. You know, So that's just the humility that Paul has, and where he says, I, I speak as a man. You know, He, he knows who he is. And, um, but yeah, I just wanted to point that out. I just like how he included himself, and he just you know reminded the Jewish people that they were not better than the Gentiles. Right. Yeah, and yeah. keeping it with the theme, we're dealing with um, the gospel, right? The gospel message and um, how the righteousness is, how man is able to get righteous and how God is able to remain righteous by giving man righteousness. Yeah, that's the, So he's like, based on that... right. Y'all all the same. Yeah, and that's yeah. what he is, according to God's standards. According right? to God's, according to God's God. justice. Yeah. According to that, y'all all the same. Yeah, the Jewish nation, you guys have an advantage. Advantage, right, right. This privilege was bestowed upon yeah. y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, based on that. But how you get in that door? Right. According to the righteousness of God, that's why. That's why he says there is none righteous. There that's how he starts off. Right. You know, he's, we're talking about righteousness. Righteousness. Here. You know, he said, there's none righteous, not no, not one. There's no one with, uh, who understands. And it's like he goes through yeah. just, you know, every part of just uh, mankind. You know, it's like your mind, your heart, your will. Mm-hmm. You know, he breaks it all down, like your mouth, your speech. You know, it's like their throat is an open tomb with their tongues. They have practiced deceit. You know, whose mouth is full of cursing. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Like every part of you is wicked. Every part of you is not righteous. Every part of you is bad. Right. You know, so he deals with the mind, the heart, the will, the, you know, even to the, you know, the the, the part, you know, um, actually speaking and, you know, your feet, how you move, everything about you. Yeah. Listen, everything about the nature <laughs> of man is bad, dog. It's yeah. corrupted. It was corrupted in the garden, bro. There's no parts of you. It's in your DNA. 
Right. Mm-hmm. And I like, you see, and, uh, and I like, see, everything that you were saying, and it all falls under, like, the first, when he says in Greeks that they are all under sin. And the, the like, the whole thing being uh, under sin, that means you are under the control of, in total bondage, and helpless to escape from this sin. Mm-hmm. So you are totally helpless. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said, right. at the garden, when it happened, you became dead. So we are all dead men. So dead men can't save themselves. Dead mm-hmm. men can't do anything because you are under sin. You are under the complete control of sin. And like you said, from head to toe. Head to toe, you know, bro. And another word I wanted to point out when he says they have altogether become unprofitable. He said the word that was used here is the same word that they use for when milk spoils. That it means actually useless. So mm. when, a, when a milk becomes sour, you can't do anything with it. It stinks. It curdles. All you do with it is throw it away. Mm. So he's saying right here is that this is man. All men. Mm-hmm. You're spoiled milk. You're sour. You stink. You yeah. curdled. You need to be thrown in a lake of fire. You need to be burnt with gasoline drawers. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's men. And he said all. That's including what? Who? Mother Teresa, all the people that you people think that were <laughs> that were good, that were good, Gandhi, Gandhi, Gandhi yep. you know everybody, everybody, he's, and he's even including himself. He's including Abraham, David, right, <coughs> Jacob. He's including every single person: Socrates, Adam, Socrates, Plato, Plato, D.L. Moody, Charles Spurgeon. He's everybody, everybody, yeah, is but, under this. Yeah, so that's why he says he, you'll be. He says. There is none who seeks after God. Listen, that list, you messed up in one of those. And this is not even exhaustive. Right. And the crazy thing is he opens up 10 and saying, as it is written, meaning, dog, you could reference the Old Testament. Yes. Mm. This has been here. Right. Right? And these are references to, you know, Psalms. Um, there's Isaiah, right? There's none righteous. Everybody failed in something. Right? Nobody seeks after God. Willful ignorance. Right? They are all have turned aside. Yo, you turn your back from the truth. People are corrupt. People are the deceptive, lying. You you could fall, you fall into one of those. And Paul could have even added all the other sins, right? You have sins that deal with sex. You have sins that deal with relationship. Yeah, you yeah. have sins that deal in the home. You have sins about war, Jobs. speech, yeah. personal. Personal. You yep. know, he goes into more details in Corinthians and some of the uh, in Galatians, right? But this kind of encompasses everything. Did you mess up in one of those? Guess what? You fall under that. The, the, so the conclusion of right. it is everybody. The scariest thing off. for me here, man, for humanity is verse 18, where it says, There is no fear of God before their eyes. Mm-hmm. And when you walk in these streets today, man, you when you go to work when, and you see these co workers that no reverence, no fear for God, no idea that they are, they have one foot already into eternal lake of fire. Like 18 just scares me, bro, right. because I'm so yeah. concerned about these people's souls. Mm. And we have a reverence for God, but they have, there's no fear of God. They yeah. don't care, bro. It says no one, you'll be that no one, no one seeks after God because people got God speech all day. Right. Every know, day. Everybody got God speech. You know, you yeah. talk to anybody, yo, you know, I pray to God, you know what I mean? And God, everybody has God speech, but, you know, like you said, since the Old Testament, the heart of man has been laid out. You don't seek after God. Because yeah. if you really sought after God, dog, and you 
and you put your righteousness compared to his righteousness, you would you would know that you need a savior. You would go to Jesus. Right. You know, so if you sit in there, you could talk all that God talk, but you don't have Jesus. No, you ain't seeking after God. Because if you sought after God, God would be like, yo, you need to believe in my son. <laughs> you a, right. you a sinner. You need to believe in my son. To... So so how you talking about you 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 got you you got a relationship with God. Everybody, right. I got a relationship with God, but you don't have Christ. How? Right. When he's the mediator between the Father and you. Right. you it, it makes you know what I mean? It just don't add up. Right. Yeah, Yo, you know what I was I was watching, I saw this this clip with Chris Rock, you know, after the special slap. Um it was <laughs> So, so it was this. There was this clip that was, you know, running on social media. One of this, you know, uh, he was at a show, and it was very interesting what he said, and it was very insightful, because he said, "Yo, I was, uh, I was walking in the street, and I saw this bum, right?" And he said, "Yo, I was like, Dad, I, I, I want to get, I want to get in good with God. I need to do something, you know. I, I need." I want to get some 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 points with God, right? And he said, so I pull out five dollars and I give it to I give it to, <laughs> I give it to the homeless dude, and then he literally claims he says, yo. Then he then he stops, he says, yo, I'm so fake, and of course he used expletives and started cursing or whatever. He's like, I'm 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 such a liar. I'm I'm so bogus because after I did that, I looked up and said, God, I'm good with you. I'm good with you. And he said, throughout the entire day, every time somebody bought something, it was like, yo. What um yo did you see that basketball game? Uh, cause yo that basketball game was on point. He's like, nah, I didn't see it because I was giving a homeless man five dollars. <laughs> so the whole thing was like, he said everywhere he went, he made sure he told everybody that he gave this guy five dollars, a homeless dude. Right. So and he said, yo, I I'm so fake. I'm trying to get in with good with God, but all all in all. I was just trying to please myself. And that's it. That's what it is at the end of the day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that shows you, and this is a special doctrine that everyone needs to understand, is that this is the doctrine of depravity. This is man's, man is depraved, mm. right? Because the things that most, this is true anthropology, right? True understanding of man. Because most people have this idea that man is innately good, right? And occasionally do bad things, you know? But God says that you are innately wicked, your nature is wicked, and it's by happenstance if you do something good. Mm. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's the true understanding. And you, even Christians that I speak to, they think that, oh, people are generally good. That's a lie. That's because they don't read the script. They don't read the book. of. They don't read God's word. Yeah. They don't right? put it and against all God's like word. And like that example that you give, like all of that is going to get nixed because in chapter 2, Verse 16, it says, in the day when God will judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ, according yeah. to my gospel. Like, yo, dog, there's no secrets in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> Word. <laughs> People think that this, you think you're nah, going up there with your secrets? Nah. Everything's going to be revealed. Yeah, right, B. Like I said, that's why God does everything in front of an audience, B. Right. Everybody. You know? Right. Like, he even, and this is God. He doesn't have to, but he does it to show Dog ain't, I'm not doing nothing in the dark. Right. Everything that I, I am really right. Like you said, I'm always, always right. right. I'm always in the right. And he always has an audience Witnesses. to witness that. Yeah. To witness that, yo, everything he does is just, is true, and is mm -hmm. right. You know? Mm. All right. So, um, read 19. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped. And all the world may become guilty before God. 
Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. Shit. What are your thoughts on that? I think like I was saying before, like the law was specifically brought up to reveal sin to people. Mm -hmm. To reveal that there was a standard. And obviously we know that no human being is good enough to... Um, to be able to keep all of the law. That's why we needed Christ to come and die for us. And I think he says here, therefore, that's why he says, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified because it's impossible for us to do that. Um, and mm. the law of sin, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. So I think that he's basically telling us the purpose of the law and reminding us that none of us, you can mm -hmm. reach that righteous standard. Yep. And the mm -hmm. law was, you, the law can't justify. Right. It only condemns. Yeah. Right? So he says, um, right, whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law. Who, who are the ones under the law? The Jews. The Jews. The Jews. All right. So now the question is, if the law was given to the Jews and the Jews were the ones that were supposed to keep the law, follow the law, how is every mouth and all the world become guilty before God? I mean, I think it's like, you know, the Jews were kind of like, let's say, a sample. You know, they were like, you know, if the Jews can't follow it, don't think that anybody else could follow right. it. And it goes back to like the question how I said, like, you know, if any one of us was Adam, would we have sinned? You know, I know the, I know the answer to that. Doug, we would have did exactly what Adam would have did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Because if Adam couldn't do it, that don't mean you was going to keep it and you was going to not you know fall under the uh, um under the lie of the devil like nah dog right. that's what that's what and that's what the lord that's why the lord was like under adam everybody's cursed because he's right. like dog adam was just a representative of mankind right so the same thing like with the jews you know right. the jewish nation was just that nation that's a representative of all nations right. Dog, if that nation couldn't follow it don't mm -hmm. think that your nation your gentile your barbarian your greek that you could follow it no and you know yeah. what's crazy about Adam? I read a commentary that said not even Adam was righteous. He was just innocent. You know what I mean? Because he didn't know good or evil. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So to say that Adam was was perfect and he was like God, obviously, because he didn't sin before he sinned, that's even a lie because he wasn't righteous. He was just innocent. Mm. And I just think that that was like, that was like, oh, snap. Like, because you think he was. You don't think Adam was righteous? Nah. He wasn't God. That righteousness of God is completely different than how he That's was a, created. I'm going to have to push back on that. Yeah, I don't. I don't. <laughs> nah, I, nah, Adam was made perfect. He was made, yeah. He, he was made, made perfect and sinless. He wasn't right. righteous like God. So, you, so you're saying that before he sinned, you're elevating him to the same righteousness that he God was, had? He was made no. in the image of God. He yeah. had the righteousness of God, yeah. Nah. He fell. He fell. That's what. That was the point. No, but he could. It's impossible for God to sin. So then it would have been impossible for Adam to sin if he was like God. Well, He was innocent because he did not sin, but he still had the ability to sin because obviously he did. So, I mean, y'all could push oh, okay, back I on see what you're saying. saying. Like, no, 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 but like, okay, how about now, right? We're... Our righteousness is like, like filthy rags. God. No, 
I'm talking about somebody that's regenerated. Yeah, that's that regenerated. You're right. To, you're right to be in mm. order to have a, a relationship with God. You have to be in the right standing with God, yeah, and that's yeah, being yeah. right. But that's yeah. because His righteousness now clothes yeah. us. Right. That's our yeah. righteousness. So then, why do you exclude that from Adam? Adam, Adam who had, had a relationship and yeah. walked with God and talked. It was with the God? same thing because he you? sinned. No, but that does. I'm talking about before he sinned. You're, you're talking before about before he sinned. But you're elevating him. To God. No. That's what it sounds like you're doing. No, to me. no, no. You're saying his righteousness is like God. Right. I'm saying that he was right. In the right standing. He's, He's in, in the right, in the right, right standing. right standing, but he wasn't righteous like God is what I'm saying. I think I'm you're saying. using the wrong... I think you're not using the proper Righteous word. Righteousness pretty much means in the right. right. Yeah. No. I believe that Adam was in the right. Right. No. God is the source of righteousness, meaning he was he's always he's just the spring of righteousness. Right. When yeah. he created Adam, he created Adam right. That's why he's able to interact with Adam. Exactly. He can't interact I, with anybody that's not in the right. Yeah, he can. Well, yeah, if he, he, he could, I listen. All I'm saying I think he's not today, not today. Yeah, not today, not today, not today. We are <laughs> having man. a good flow, man. Yo. <laughs> Let me do my job. Let me be responsible. We, we could talk about after that. After hours, after hours, after hours. Yeah, um, but, but that's, nah, yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. Perfect example. Listen, Israel was the sample size. That was the sample. And yeah. based on God's finding, he could determine all of man is wicked. Mm -hmm. Nobody would be able to follow this, right? Nobody understands. Nobody seeks after God, yeah. right? Listen, he took Israel. Mm. He gave them his oracle. He revealed himself. He provided them. With protection, he provided yeah. them with food. He uh, he delivered them. Ultimately, he sent his son to them. Yep. And what happened? They killed his son, and the Gentiles participated. So, based on that, based on God's finding, he said, "You know what? All y'all. That's it. All y'all is done." Mm. And I, I read the example. It's like, let's say you get, you know, you get this large plot of land, mm. acreage, and then you you section off 12 acres out of the thousands and thousands of acres. And, you know, when you got the land, they're like, yo, this land can't produce nothing. And you're like, hmm, I don't know. Let me see. So you start planting, you start tilling the land, do -do -doing, you plant seeds. Yo, weeds, cactus, nothing good come out, comes out. By just one part, right? If yo, if this part is messed up, the whole, because it's all the same, right, right, right. So that's why he was able to come to that conclusion that you know what, everybody fall under this, and everybody is is off. Word up, yeah, and pretty much. And I like at the end when he says the law, like Andrew was saying earlier, is like the law is the knowledge of sin, and that was the purpose of the law. It was, it was the schoolmaster. Yeah. They like you said, he gave it to the Jews. To be the schoolmaster to bring it to all the nations for them to all to understand the power of sin and that they are all under sin mm -hmm. and that they are all helpless and that they're all hopeless in need of a savior. And that was and that's the patience of God, you know, because he know the arguments, just like the arguments that he they're making with Paul. Yo, what if this? What if that? Well, you know, if 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 I'm a sinner, then that makes you know that dispensation of the law, he knew. That's what man was going to go through. Like, it's like he went through this process with man, you know, like, you know, they come to him. Oh, maybe we, if we had your laws, maybe we could follow it. All right, cool. I'm going to give you the law. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you every part of my law, you know, and 
the nation of Israel proved that man can't follow the law, bro. From the very, look at Moses. Moses came down with the law. B. Moses went, <laughs> Moses left, dog. They came back. Dog, they was worshiping a calf, B. <laughs> Twerking. <laughs> Twerking. <laughs> It was Juve. It was Juve. It was Juve in the wilderness. Bacchanal time. Bacchanal. Bacchanal. Moses, went, Moses left for 40 days. B, they came back. <laughs> and it was the, he was it like, was the Eastern Parkway. <laughs> 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 like, oh, I turned it to Eastern Parkway. Oh, man. Where Duke broke the law. He was so angry. He, yo, he, was, yo, he, he probably saw somebody head. He probably saw somebody twerking. And he was like, yo, and the, and the tablet skimmed her like this. <laughs> Do the law at her feet, me. <laughs> she the law probably broke. She probably went on top of the law and kept working on the law. Moses said, yeah, "That's Yo. exactly what they were." Moses <laughs> Moses they was like, "Y'all still on twerking?" The tablets twerking, dog. Yo, me. <laughs> Yo, me. That's the like, well, That's what man. we think about your law, dog. We're gonna twerk on your law, b. That's because that's me. <laughs> Man, son, <laughs> and uh, oh, you know, man. but to be serious, that's that dispensation. That's why he was like, "Yo, B, the only reason I gave y'all the law was to show y'all y'all the worst. I knew right. y'all couldn't follow it. You understand what I'm saying? He's like, "Yo, B, y'all the worst, but I have to go through it with y'all because, again, just like how the, the, they were arguing with Paul, what if this? What if that? So he's like, mm -hmm. "I'm gonna go through all the dispensations with y'all, dog, until y'all at the end of the day." Y'all gonna know that the only way y'all gonna be saved is through grace. So, and you notice in twenty, he says, "Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified." Mm. Right, pointing to the flesh. Mm. Right, right. This this man mm. flesh, the Nate. Like you're not, you're trying to you're trying to uh, save yourself. You're trying to justify yourself. Mm. By the flesh. He's like, dog, you can't do Your that. Your flesh is corrupted, B. Your flesh is corrupted. And the law, like Ann said, it's it to show you that your your, your yeah. flesh is cor corrupted <laughs> so that you could be like, oh, man, I need a savior. Yep. I cannot wow. do this. <laughs> you heard up. B. Yeah, and that's, that what, that's awesome. what Paul attacks in Galatians. Right. Right? Enough. And, you know, the just I live life faith, like the anchor theme of you know, uh, uh, Romans, Galatians, and Hebrews. You know, Romans is justification, the just. Galatians is sanctification. Sanctification, sanctification. shall live. All right, yeah. how are you supposed to live? When you go into James, where it talks about um, the works, right? right? Mm -hmm. People is like, oh, it's works, works. No, James is saying that faith that you have, this is what it's supposed to produce. That's what it's supposed to produce, yeah. And even, you know, Paul mentioned right. it over here, like comparing those that seek after that's patient, seek after God, it sounds like he's talking about works. No, I'm just I'm just describing the fruits that the fruits works produce. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And when you go into Hebrews, it talks about faith, and it goes into the hall of faith, and it really mm -hmm. digs into faith. So those three books are really good to read in order to get that understanding, right? Mm -hmm. So again, that, that flesh, dog, the flesh can't help you. Yo, that's, that's awesome. Like when you bring it up with... Galatians and the flesh, it, it just makes it more clearer because um, that's what people do and that's what religion does, right? Mm -hmm. Every religion is like, how much works can I do to make this flesh look good before God? You know, how many times I'm going to go to, uh, oh, I, I went to church every Sunday. I went to every Bible study. 
You know, um, I, I, I did my Our Fathers. I did my Hail Marys. Right. Um, I took communion. You know, I did penance or, you know, I passed out a lot of watchtower. Um, I stood on the corner with my fringes and my beard. Oh, I'm fasting for Ramadan. I'm, I'm fasting for Ramadan. I did Salah. I'm, I did my pilgrimage. If I said it right. You know, <laughs> if I've, I said it right. <laughs> I've crawled on my knees. And you just hear all these things, all these works of the flesh. And God is not looking at any of that. That's totally useless because you cannot like you you can't reform the flesh. That's something specific. He says, yo, you got to render it dead. Mm -hmm. The flesh must be dead. No, but like I said, he describes the flesh, the tongue, the mouth. (laughs) You'll be he says the lips, the feet, the way. You know what I'm saying? He's like, yo, B, this is this is how I see y'all, B. This is who you really are. I don't care how much, like you right. said, our fathers are what you do. In God's eyes, he's like, yo, bro, this is who you really are because I can see the secrets of the heart. Right. You know, I can see the mind. I can see those things that you you could do this on the outward, you know, or or you know, you could pose on the outward, but this is how I really see you. This is yeah. your this is your intent. True so, nature. Yeah. But like right. uh, Marcus was saying, yeah, be the flesh. That's what the law was here to do, be. Just to show you, yo, be there's nothing good in your flesh. You can't follow it. So now, finally, we got some good news. Where's the good news? <coughs> Bless, you. Bless you. Thank you. We got some really, really good news. But now, mm. listen, man. That's that's when you that's when you get the drums. <laughs> <laughs> right? This shift. Now you're getting a shift right. in everything Paul was saying from the beginning. And he was like, yo, but now. Right? So let's go from 21 to 26. But now the righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed. Being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. For there is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. So, oh man, we're turning from the sad, shameful story of mankind to the wondrous grace of God, right? And he and he goes after he described all that. After he goes through that, the answer is like, "Yo, there's a divine remedy mm-hmm. that's needed for mankind, right? So how how can a godly God, right, a holy God, justify ungodly people, unholy people, evil, mm-hmm. wicked people? Mm-hmm. Like how? And he answers it in the in the first couple lines." But now the righteousness of God, apart, apart, from, yeah, apart from, from the, the Lord, Lord, is revealed. Is revealed right? apart from any obedience of a moral code. Mm-hmm. That's the program is apart from that. Mm-hmm. Like the program is totally separate from that. I just showed you that that those things 
was wrath on you. Those things were showing you that you're the worst. Mm -hmm. And apart from that, this is how God is going to do it. And he, he reveals how God is going to do it, right? And interesting thing is that it's, gi and it's given apart because it's not a supplement. It's not in addition no. to your good works. It's yeah. not a supplement. It's totally, totally separate. separate. Totally separate. Hmm. You know, and it says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God be. You know what? I think the main word in that uh, 23 is all. Mm -hmm. all be you know everybody has sinned and has fall short of the glo glory of god like there's no there's not no not one righteous like he's saying yeah. you know and i think that's the that's the foundation that's where you have to go to first to understand the gr to go to the grace of god because like you said you got to understand that i need i'm a sinner and i need a savior you know, for you to, to understand the grace of God, to understand the, the plan of God that's apart from the law, is that you have to understand that, you know, under the law is going to reveal that I'm a sinner and that's going to lead you to want the righteousness of God. And the only way you're going to get the righteousness of God is through faith in Jesus Christ. But you have to put yourself under that all. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to be exempt from all. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to feel like, well, I'm not such a bad person or, you know, yeah. I've done this. I've done more good than I've done bad. No, mm -hmm. you have to understand everybody has fallen short of the glory of God. And the glory of God is is total, is per is, uh, holiness, that total um, to be perfect. You know, no sin, no darkness, no nothing. And right. you've fallen short of that. But I like what's... <clears throat> You know, sort of like when you go to verse 22, which I think is dope, like Mike was saying, for all have sinned, but verse 22 says, for anyone who believes, right, right? to all and on all. So he that righteousness, that salvation is, is for anyone, you know what I mean? Not just people that God chooses, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. the same way that all have sinned, all have an opportunity to believe in him, you know? Yeah. And I and think that, that's, that's important. And to, oh, you go. No, just to piggyback off what Ann says, he's one hundred percent correct. To all, right? It's right. available to all. Mm -hmm. It's offered to all, and it's sufficient to all. Mm. But it's on those that accept it so, through faith that's right. in Jesus Christ. And what one of the things that I like also, I mean, just to add, just to back up a little bit, is that. He specifically says, apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. So what he's saying, he's making it clear that this is not something new that I came up with. Mm. Like, like uh, this is not Paul's theology. This is not something I was in the desert and, you know, an angel came and told me, although he was in the desert and Jesus, you know, came with him when he was in um, um, Arab or whatever, Arab, whatever. Arabia. 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 And, um... So this is he says this was witness in the Old Testament and the prophets. The entire Old Testament explains that we are all under sin, and that the only way to receive this righteousness apart from the law is through faith, and it was faith in the Messiah to come in the OT, and faith in the Messiah now because He came, and that's Jesus Christ. That's the only way, and. <clears throat> And it's interesting, like, and this is not the first time we've read where it 
goes back to the prophets was talking right. about. Like Paul is kind of saying like, yo, dog, none of this stuff that I'm saying is new, mm-hmm. right? And it's, that's why he says revealed. And this, this, this program that's apart from the law, again, we always go back to Genesis and we saw that picture, right? Was always there where innocent substitute. Yes. The shedding of an innocent blood to cover you up. Yep. Right? And you saw that. Like you're being covered apart from this law because this couldn't save you. This couldn't help you. The fig leaves. So now an innocent, an innocent animal had to die. Right? And then you get the picture of the sacrificial law. Right? Mm -hmm. So that picture and imagery pointing to Christ of the innocent for the guilty the shedding of blood, right? The mercy seat with the blood being sprinkled. He was like, all of those imageries was in the law, right? In your um, rituals, in your holy days, the prophets spoke about. All of that was back there. Mm. And it was giving you a picture that a part, like when you messed up, how do you, how do you, how do you get covered? How do you get redemption? Somebody innocent had to die for you. Yeah. Right. Pointing to, the ultimate perfect sacrifice in Jesus right. Christ, and that's that's hot. so he was like, "Yo, this program was always around. Like right. you guys just didn't get it." And, and I like the way you explained that. Into you know, some after you broke the law because the law and then the wrath of God came on you. You were supposed to die, right? You know, the sinner came because he was like, "You you broke the law. You must die." But in God's grace and mercy, you provided this innocent substitute, the Lamb. And then they cut the lamp, and then the blood was shed, and that was that sacrifice. So even and it was early in the beginning because God knew He gave that perfect law, and then He provided the sacrificial system right. because He know you would not be able, you would not be able to keep the law. So, exactly. so this 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 dilemma, right? God and His right righteousness and His holiness, He can't sweep sin under the rug. Right. He can't turn a blind eye to sin, mm-hmm. right? Sin, if you sin. You have to be put to death, mm. right? The wages of sin is death, right? And God is just and He's holy, but man is wicked and man is evil. But God loves man and He wants man to have eternal happiness with Him. So now you have this dilemma: How do you reconcile both of these things? Right? right? How does a, a righteous God deal with these people? And this is what we're seeing at the end, where He says that He might be both just. And the justifier of one who has faith. Yeah, right. Yo, the people that have faith in Jesus Christ, God is just, and he's also able to justify. And he's able to justify. Yeah. So now what he does, he imparts, he, he put righteousness as a credit in your account. Because right. yeah. when you get saved, nothing changes. Like your nature doesn't change. You don't feel any different. You feel the same. You still get the thoughts. You probably still mess up, mm-hmm. but you know that you're saved because the Bible said so. Right. <laughs> and I just have faith in what the Bible says. Right. And I believe that because I have faith in Jesus Christ and because I dedicated my life to him and he gave me a new life and this sanctification process, which is- It starts to begin and it starts to take place. Right. right. But you don't see, you know what I'm saying? Right, it's right. not overnight. It it's not a snap yeah. of a finger. It might take you your whole life. That starts- Yeah, it, it never ends. Right. So this this um, this um justification is actually 
a condition in God's mind. In God's mind, he determines you're righteous. Because that's what it's really all about. It's about appeasing, you know, God's standards. You understand what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. the, the point is that you want to be in God's presence. That's what heaven is about, being in God's presence. So yeah. it's about appeasing God because he's the judge. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not about what, it's just like if you get, you, you break the law, you go to court. Dog, you, whatever, you know, what the judge is giving you is what's to appease him. It's not, you know, it's, it's to punish you, but it's really on what the judge feels. You know what I mean? The judge, he's in charge. And that's mm-hmm. how it is with God. It's like, so you want to be righteous. You want to be in heaven. You want to, all right, well, these are my standards. And he understands that you, there's nothing you can do to appease his standards. So he had to do it himself. And that's why when you read it, it says, you know, being justified mm-hmm. freely by his grace through the redemption that is Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith. You know, so you got propitiation, you got blood, you got justified, you got redemption. Like mm-hmm. that's all through Jesus Christ. You know, he's the center of it all. It's totally apart from the law. So re- redemption means what? To buy back? Mm. You guys already, okay, you already explained justification, right? Right. To buy back. Justification is, um, you know, just as, just as if I've, I've never sinned. Right. And it, it goes deeper than being acquitted. It's not talking about acquittal, right? If somebody goes to court and they're acquitted, that means they you're not going to get the punishment that you deserve. But I think when you think about yeah. justification, it goes deeper than right. that where righteousness is applied to you applied to you right and again like i said this is something in the mind of god because he doesn't change our nature at the snap of a finger because you you know you i felt the second before i accepted god i felt the same way 30 minutes after nothing changed in my mind in my body i didn't feel anything but as i grew in that grace, then my life started to change. Yeah, growing in grace, and then he and it was an actual legal term too in in court system. Right, they like the judge was like, "You've been justified. You stand uncondemned. You stand in the right standing before this court of law." Right now, you're in the right. right. Now you're now in, you're the, in right. the right. Right, you have been um, proclaimed innocent. You may go free, perfect, and righteousness. Right. Yep. So this is exactly what happened. So this is the doctrine of justification. Getting saved, you've been justified, seen perfect and right. And innocent before and the judge, before the judge, and given the perfect righteousness of Jesus Christ. And in order for you to enter okay. heaven, you have to be in the right. You Nobody else, you, yeah, can't. you can't be around God. Right? So now, propi- pro- propitiation, what, what does oh, that mean? Oh, you want to go to that, or do you want to go to redemption? Because that's the oh, yeah, redemption to, to buy back, right? Yeah, because there's like three terms with that i wrote he says the term was actually uh it was used in the slave markets and there's like three principles behind it it's paying a ransom by the blood that's what the whole thing with jesus right and the principle is that first um is that you had he was you were in the slave market right and then all people are slaves to sin in their fallen nature and what happened is that jesus actually bought them out of the slave market and out of the slave market and then he um no he bought them while they were in the slave market first is like the first word he used was agorizo which means that you were bought in the slave market so he went there so we pretty much were standing on the the auction block because we're you know as as sinners and and as slaves to sin and satan is shuffling around and jesus came he says he bought us in the slave market 
And then the second word is ex um, agorizo, which means he bought us out of the slave market now. Mm-hmm. So he pulled us out of the slave market. And then the third word was is lutro, which means he set us free. So he bought us in the slave market, bought us out of the slave market, and then he set us free. So it's like three steps to this. Mm. And then the price that he paid was with his precious blood. Mm-hmm. That's the price that he gave was his blood to right. buy us in the slave market, out of the slave market, and to set us completely mm-hmm. free into his grace. So, so that's the redemption. Yeah. And who, whom God set forth as a propitiation. So whom God set forth. So we're talking about this program, this plan that is apart from the law. Right, Pro- propitiation. What does that mean? By his blood, like a oh. substitutionary um, sacrifice, right? Right. That that appeased God's yes. wrath. Yeah. Yes. He took the wrath for us. Yes. Instead of right. us, he stood in, and he was the substitute. Right. And that's the part that always destroys me. Yeah. You know, thinking about it. Yeah. I mean, it was it was enough. You know, that's why when Christ, you know, his last words was, "It is finished." You know, that's what, that was like him letting God know, like, you know, this work is done, but it's enough. Like what I've done, sacrificing my life, putting my life on the cross, you know, his passion, it appeased God. It was enough for God, you know, and this is why, you know, we, we stress so much about the blood. You know, it, it tells you, you know, propitiation by his blood, mm-hmm. you know, that blood that was shed on the cross, it was enough for God to be like, okay, you know. For all of mankind, you know, and yeah. anyone who accepts it, you're yeah. in the right with God. If yeah. you don't accept it, then yeah. you're going to have to deal with it. You're going to have to deal with um, all the times that you've offended this holy God. Right. You're yeah. going to have to pay for it. Yeah. You know, if you don't want the payment of Jesus Christ's blood, then you're going to pay for it your, with, with yours. And, yeah. and the interesting, yours is not enough. And the interesting thing, just to go with a little, like, historical background. Because like you said, this is, you know, the temple rites, the rituals that they went to be through the sacrificial system. And you see that it was always pointing to Christ, right? And in the tabernacle, right, um, when they were, you know, wandering in the wilderness, right, the tabernacle, you see that um, it was what made up of gold and acacia wood, right? The acacia wood. And this is within the Holy of Holies. And the high priest had to come in there once a year, the Day of Atonement. Right. And he came before this ark of the covenant and the ark and God had specification exactly because this represented, you know, the throne room in heaven. Mm -hmm. Right. His court system. Mm -hmm. So and the ark made of acacia wood, which, you know, represented Jesus's humanity covered in gold represents Jesus's divinity, the hypostatic union. And inside of it was the law, the witness against you because you was going to break that law. There was the manna, which represent Jesus being the bread of life. Right, the budding rod of Aaron represent his resurrection. Mm. Right, and on top of the ark was the mercy seat. Mercy seat. And then right. he told Moses that I will speak to you from the mercy seat. And then that once a year he, he came blood. and he dropped the blood. Mm-hmm. And the things that people look at it like, yo, he you know cut a little finger and he was a little sprinkle. No, it looked like a blood bath. You had two million people that bought animals, sacrifice. And all this blood was drenched. It looked like a like a massacre scene. Mm. And it was drenched on the mercy seat. And he says, this is where I speak to you from, from my mercy. So and this was all alluding to what he was going to do to his son <laughs> as the oh, propitiation. Yo, Wait, his blood was going to drain. And now he says, now I speak to you from the mercy seat because my son 
was that perfect sacrifice that mm -hmm. I was pointing to ever since the wilderness. Mm -hmm. But that's how precious that blood was. You know what I'm saying? That's why he wanted it to be. He wanted that. To, he wanted that. The see. He wanted that. The man to get that image. Mm. You know, with the with the mercy seat and the day of the and then the shedding of the blood. He wanted man to really get that image of you know what was what what was being done and what was what what it had to take to satisfy and appease the holiness of God. So sorry, one quick thing mm -hmm. I want to say is like over here is like when he says whom God set forth as a propitiation. And that whole thing is when he said set forth, it's heavy. Because he was like, yo, Christ was put uh, public shame. Yep. Seeing everybody. He was on the cross, lifted up high, naked. Mm -hmm. So everybody mm -hmm. saw this. So he set it forth like, yo, this is now my witness to you. That yeah. in public display of what my son, and what how I poured out my wrath that you deserve. I was going to pour all my wrath on you. But I put it out all on my son mm -hmm. so that you could come into this by faith. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you said it, but it's like God wasn't, God says he set forth his son, yeah. right? So he, he was willing to do that. Yeah. You yeah. know, he wasn't like unwilling. He was willing to do it just so that we can have that opportunity to believe in, in faith and receive the righteousness. And, and to like everybody always looks at God the Father as if he's just some dude that wants to destroy everybody and throw everybody into the lake of fire. But he initiated that by setting forth his son, you know, and yo, he loves us, bro. Mm. <laughs> you mm. know what I mean? So. so that satisfaction in the precious blood of Jesus Christ through faith, that principle of faith that Paul spoke about before to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about from day one and his forbearance. We, we already spoke about, you know, forbearance. Like that forbearance is actually supposed to lead you to repentance, right? But he was waiting for that day in order to vindicate his rightness and the people that received salvation back then looking forward. Mm-hmm. Right, so now he's vindicating. Yo, I am right, and this is how I'm right because I'm gonna pay for it for you. Mm. So now my justice and my holiness is satisfied. Yep. Right. So now when I'm when I impart this righteousness on you, I'm vindicated because I'm still just because somebody paid for it for you, and if you through the principle of faith, accept that payment, right? Accept this, accept the life, right? Now you go back to the gospels and Jesus, I am the life, I am the bread, I'm the way, I'm the door, I'm, I'm, I am. If you accept that, then you good. Mm -hmm. Now all the people later, you're, they're going to have to deal with Jesus Christ. Because now the God man who has all authority, who has all power, he's going to come back and claim what's his. And that's everything. Hmm. And I was thinking yesterday when, when you know, we go into Revelations and God is just on the throne just looking at what's going on now. And then they say, yo, who's worthy to open up the seal? And yeah. Jesus come through. And then God just, it gives you the picture like he just kind of goes back into his throne room. And he's like, yo, my son is about to get busy now. Because mm. now... Mm. 
to me, the way I see it, everything now is Jesus. Now I'm going to deal with creation. Now I'm going to fix all this stuff that was messed up. Now, oh, all you people, I sit on the throne. The white throne of judgment. Oh, who are you? Yo, look in the book of life. Is his name there? Oh, his name's not there? All right, let's go into the other books because everything is written down. You deal mm -hmm. Now you're going to have to deal with that. What's the verdict? Guilty. You got to go. You can't come in here. That's the story. And, the, and we get it from the beginning to the end. Yeah. And the crazy thing about it is like when you when you read Revelation, you know, that's the that's the the title he uses the most for himself is the lamb. Mm -hmm. You know, the lamb. And even when you go through the revelation, it's always the lamb like it was slain, the lamb like it was slain because of this right here. Him being the propitiation, him being the sac like that was that was, you know, that is to him, he's like, that is the center of my identity. Because I'm love, I'm grace, I'm mercy. You know, so in that day when people are sitting there before, you know, even when the, when the people, the earth dwellers is like, yo, hide us from the, the wrath of the <laughs> Lamb of God. Like, you know, that everything he's done to, you understand what I'm saying? You understand clearly, like, yo, bro, this guy has done everything to get us right with him. Yeah. You know, so when you stand before God that day, it's not going to be on some like you looking at him like going through what you went through with, with Paul. <laughs> like, nah, you made me a sinner and da da da. Like, nah, nah. you're going to sit there and you're going to be like, yo, dog, this is the lamb that was slain from the foundations of the earth. And you're going to understand he did everything. Yeah. To, so I wouldn't be standing here. He did everything so I would be right with him. Right. Why I'm standing here right now is because I did not accept it, period. There's nobody who's going to be standing in front of God like, oh, nah, nah, you're going to fully understand right. that, yo, he's, when you see him Especially. and see his nature and he's sitting here like, no, I'm the lamb of God, bro. That's sitting on this great white throne, this is the lamb. And you see the mark, you see the marks, that's you see everything about him. You're going to sit there. He's going to be like, dog, he's going to look at you like, I did everything. I did everything so that you could be on this side, not on that side, bro. Mm. That's why ain't gonna be no talking. And, and and you know what? And when you're saying that you've um, you seen the lamb on the throne, and you said I did everything, and when you go into Isaiah 53 and he describes where he said his visage was marred, he was disfigured, and he bears these marks mm -hmm. still. So that's why when you say that, it's like yo, you're going to see. The nails in his wrist. Yeah, B. You're gonna see his the face, scars, the scars. Yeah, yeah. ripped. You're gonna he see all of that. The mark of the cross. You're gonna see a man. You, and that's why. That's why I said in Revelation, everything is the Lamb of God. The Lamb, because everybody up there, when they see when he came back, everybody's like, "Dog, you really just did that for them." That's why when you get on the throne, dog, yo, when he's on the throne and it's time for that judgment, B. Dog, they're gonna know he did your be. I, 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 I came in the flesh, B. Every I got knee, ripped right? apart, like your B. And that's why when you said the way he's gonna move, it ain't gonna be like, nah, nah, why you move? You're gonna it's look at king. his the face. You're nah, gonna be like, king. yo. It's king. Yeah, you're gonna look at his face like, but it's just the power, the authority, the judgment, everything's gonna be there. But the one thing that's gonna have you sitting there silent. Yo, dog, Jesus did everything for me yeah. not to be here, B. Yeah. So, so now when you open the books, it's, it's judgment, B. Yeah. 
Every, no, every tongue shall confess. Every knee shall no more shall arguing. Bow. There's no more back and forth. Like, I see what these did do doing with Paul here. Nah, nah, nah. None of that there. So, uh, this last section, um, based on everything else, it breaks it down, man. All right? What, what, what could you say? Where is, where is boasting then? It is excluded by the law, all right, of works, no, but by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. Or is he the God of the Jews only? He is not also the God of the Gentiles. Yes, of the Gentiles also, since there is one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. Do we then make void the law through faith? Certainly not. On the contrary, we establish the law. Mm. There's no boasting. <laughs> That's what I'm like. <laughs> you can't. You can't boast. Like, can't what did boast. you do? Right you up. can't do anything to put yourself in the right standing with right. God. Right. <laughs> it is impossible to do it through the flesh and the law. Right, cause the you'll be that same law gonna judge you on that yeah. day. <laughs> Yo, this you'll be the. <laughs> yeah. That's why you, know, you can't. Bro. You can't. You know, and 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 the re, and plus the reason yeah. you saying this is that Yo, what Paul is, is a genius emotion dog. that should be elicited when you understand the gospel and the cross. There's only one when you understand how you are saved. What you are saved from uh-huh. and what you are saved unto, you've been saved from the wrath of God. Mm-hmm. Yes, son. There's no emotion. The only emotion that's left is humility. That's that's it. It. There's no more pride. There's no more pride. And that's pride or boasting. And that's why, you know, I opened this up and I'm like, listen, let's keep it in context that Paul is writing to believers. Right. These people are not, he's not evangelizing to non believers. Now he's giving you the understanding and he's revealing the power of the gospel. Why? Because he understands what it does to you. It's supposed to make you humble. That's exactly what it's supposed to do. Because Paul, right? As we went through the history of Paul and the type of dude he was, he could have been the dude to be like, yo, I'm a boss. I'm, a, I'm the Jew's Jew. Mm-hmm. I, kept, I kept all of it. But dog, when you look at Paul and you read what he's saying, he understood that and that humility, that grace is sure. in him. So now he's he's giving it to these, these believers because it helps. It helps in your walk. It helps in your faith for you to understand this gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. Through, like some people get it twisted. Like I think the Calvinists feel like we, we think we earn the righteousness of God through faith. No, it's we receive it mm-hmm. through faith. Yes. Freely. So Freely. It's, a, it's a difference between, no, but we didn't earn anything. We just received that free gift of the right, of the righteousness of God through our faith in Jesus. And I think it's just so important. That's why you said you can't boast because we did nothing. Mm-hmm. All we did was believe. Mm. You know, there, there's nothing in there that you could be boastful for. Even when you go back to 11, it says nobody seeks after God. Nobody. It's through the Holy Spirit. Word up. Right. <laughs> Yo, B, nobody seeks after God. nobody. It's, listen, God has to intervene in your life Facts. in order for you to even seek him. Facts. God is 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 a year, screaming. Yep. All using day. everything. Everything. Calling at you. Yo, you need to be on the right side. Yep. 
you ignore it, you're going to pay for that. There's consequences to that, right? Mm -hmm. And then he goes on to say, listen, the Jews and the non-Jews, circumcised and the uncircumcised, it's all through faith. It's all the same. All the same. There's no boasting. No boasting. No the boasting. Jews can't boast. The Jews can't Even though boast. they got the oracles of God. Yep. They got this. They got that. How, how you got here? How you got right? Jesus. Yo, the uncircumcised. How you got right? Was it your conscience? Did you, did you become a law unto yourself? Were you trying to be a good person? No. Jesus. Mm. Through faith. Free gift. And that's what Paul is hammering on this. Yep. And he's he's just going to continue to unpack it. That's what he said, by what law? Be the law of faith. That's, that's the only it. law you got. Mm. <laughs> that's the only law. And what I like is 29. He says, he says, uh, or is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also the God of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also. Like, you don't, you don't got your own God, B. <laughs> Everybody be thinking that they got their own God. My God is going to do this for me. My God is going to do that for me. Dog, there's only one God. Yeah. Whether you're a Jew, whether you're a Gentile, whether you're a Greek, whether you're a barbarian, your dog, there's only one God. That's why he said, I look to the left, I look to the right. There's no one beside me. Everybody's going to have to answer to this God. Yep. Not, I don't know what God you were raised to believe in. I don't know what God they told you about. I don't know mm. what God you done conjured up. With a whole bunch of memes and books and whatever. You done had like 90 memes. And now you got this makeshift God in your mind because you like the best memes and you put them together. And you're like, okay, these are the principles of my God. Yeah. No. Dog, this is the God you're going to have to deal with. That's why he was like, your dog, is it, he's the God of the Jews and the Gentiles, B. Everybody's under his law. Everybody's under his standard. You're going to have to see him. Mm -hmm. right. On that final day, period. Even the Jews in a Gentile frame of mind. <laughs> yeah. No, even the Gentile in the Jew frame of mind. Because you's a Gentile. I don't know what they told you. <laughs> I don't care. Word up. I don't care. I don't care what breakdown you got, B. How many you could come with a million breakdowns, dude. You a Gentile. You Matter of fact, you ham. You ham. You, you ham. ham. You a ham, Mike. You cursed. You cursed. Alright, so uh do we make void the law? What do you guys think about that part before we close? Do we then make void the law through faith? Absolutely not. Because certainly the, not. Certainly not. Because he tells you that the law. When you read in Psalms, the law is perfect in converting the soul. The law is there to bring you to your knees. Wow. <laughs> For you to realize that you cannot save yourself and you are indeed in need of a savior. And that's established when you figure out that you need to be saved, that you're, that you're a sinner, right you need to be saved, and you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And then he writes the law within your heart. And there's two laws that the whole law could be hinged on. Right. Love God, love your neighbor. And even with that, like Jesus Christ fulfilled the whole law. You are in him now. Right. right. You know, again, like your all everything that he is, he's imparted on you. He's put on you. You know, he's he was in the right standard of God. He put his righteousness on you. He fulfilled the whole law. So now that's why when the accuser of the brethren come. And he accused you, oh, he broke this law, he broke that law. Jesus is like, dog, he's in me. Yeah. 
You know, he's under me. He's under my righteousness. He, I've imputed everything. I fulfilled the whole law, and that part is is put on him. So everything that Jesus Christ is, everything that Jesus Christ has done, dog, he has imparted the benefits of that. All we do is reap the benefits of all his work. Yeah. Everything he did, and we reap all the reward just through faith, bro. And in that, even in that, it's not a license to sin. No, no, definitely no. not. But you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the argument came up, like we, we spoke about. We but. dealt with that already. That's why Paul was yeah, like, fam. Yeah, but you know, Peter, That's why he's, he's well, like, yo, yo, deserve. What Angela said, what Angela said, Angela said, their condemnation is just. <laughs> Justifies. If Go that's ahead. your argument, yeah. your condemnation is just. Nobody's going to cry for you on that day, if that's your argument. All right, it's true. so being that, you know, we've got some of the good news, um, and we're speaking about, uh, you know, justification. We're speaking about what Jesus did. I think we should close by, you know, giving an opportunity to our listeners. You know, if somebody there is listening that hasn't um, accepted Jesus Christ as, as their Lord and Savior, that we just go through that, like opportunity wherever you at it don't care it don't matter it's between you and god has nothing Word. to do with us but you know always given that opportunity for a new life right through faith through the principle of faith to accept jesus christ as your lord and savior and you know yo bro you ain't gotta you ain't gotta cut no chickens next <laughs> you ain't gotta uh put the the holy water on your head you ain't whatever anybody told you, bro. It's a lie. Let God be true and every man a liar. Mm -hmm. You know? Or like like my brother Marcus is saying, bro, all you got to do is just believe. Change directions. Repent. And Put your faith. Agree with God. And God says that the only way that you could be saved is through Jesus Christ. Right? So you should agree with him. Um... Who's an eloquent, eloquent speaker? <laughs> Get Ralph face. Ralph don't want to eloquent speak. share the speak. gospel. Somebody share the gospel, man. I, the one thing I want to say, man, before Ralph shares the gospel, <laughs> is that the sinner's prayer, there can be a hundred people that repeat <laughs> that prayer. If you don't genuinely believe it in your heart, it, it means nothing. So just because people repeat certain words that people say, that does not mean you're saved. I mean, I, and I just, people need to be clear about that. You have to genuinely have faith in your heart, in Jesus, and you will start to see that when you sin, the Holy Spirit will start to convict you. You know, if, if you repeat a prayer and then you're going out there and you're doing the same thing and there's no conviction and you have no desire to become like Jesus, then that, that's not a good sign. Mm -hmm. So just... I think you, you know, use. Be sure. Huh? I think you use the word. It's faith, B. Yeah, it's faith, but it's genuine faith. No, I'm no, no. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't, you can't fake it. You know, like you yeah, saying, yeah, you yeah. can't go through the motions. Right. You know, you gotta put your faith, and the only, like you said, that genuine faith. If that genuine faith is there, and we just said it, everything's gonna be revealed. Listen, <laughs> you could fool us. You could fool your neighbor. You could fool your family. You can't fool God. No, you can't. But a lot of people fooling themselves. You can and that's yourself what, too, that, but right. that's the, what I want to bring to the forefront yeah. is that people think that they're saved. You know what I mean? Because they've repeated a prayer, and they, and 
I love evangelism, you know what I mean? But the the today's evangelists will say that you're saved because you repeated something. And all I'm saying is be careful because you have to genuinely have faith in God and there will be evidences that you do mm-hmm. when you stop sinning. When when now all of a sudden when you do the things you used to do, you're feeling that conviction. Right. You know, so just be on the lookout for that. Don't just assume you're saved because well, you repeated something. There's fruits of salvation, man. And you that's know? why I say it's between you and God. Yeah, B. There's yeah. fruits of salvation, dog. Uh, we just share. Yeah. We read, we share, and dog, that's nobody's that's gonna know. Everything is above my pay grade, Word dog. <laughs> I just I I'm just glad I could still see the words and read and share. Yeah. You know, so so I'm I'm not eloquent. So I'm going to read it directly as a you, scripture. You dressed very eloquently today. <laughs> He's always just dressed eloquently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but still, it's not my words. I have to use exactly what the scripture says. I think I'd rather just read that. Then go ahead. You know, and go let ahead. people just listen to it and go home and you read it, you know, re- read it and just and put your faith and trust and in it. And analyze it. And analyze it. First Corinthians 15, he says, for I delivered, this is Paul speaking. He says, for I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also receive, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, and that he was seen by Cephas, then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, of whom greater part remained to the present, but some have fallen asleep. After that, he was seen by James, then all by then by all the apostles so and that's pretty much clearly what the gospel is that jesus christ came and he died on the cross for our sins we are all born in sin and we choose to sin we are depraved that is our nature and that and we are in in desperate need of a savior we are in sinking sand you know we are it's like quicksand we cannot save ourselves the only thing we could do is to put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ who came as the son of God revealed through God to die for our sins. And then when we put our faith and trust in him, we accept and believe that we are sinners and that we all fall short of the glory of God mm-hmm. and that we need him. And then we put our faith and trust that he did what he said he was going to come and do. And he died on the cross and he resurrected on the third day to as proof positive that he is God. And we just have to put our faith and trust in that. That the punishment that belonged to us came on Christ. He paid the price mm-hmm. with his blood. So now we can receive salvation in him and him alone. And based on that, you know, I just want to leave you with, do you believe that? Hmm. Mm-hmm.